You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you Doing something a little different this week, we want to tell you about another podcast you might like called The Best Advice Show. It's easy to feel helpless as each new day breeds more uncertainty, and The Best Advice Show is your super short daily reminder that there are weird, delightful, and effective ways to survive and thrive in this world. In every episode of the show, a different contributor offers their own personal take on what they do to make their life better, healthier, saner, and more livable. You'll hear heady advice about how to temper rage, quell jealousy, and investigate your shame. But then there's really fun stuff, too, like how to gamify cooking for yourself or how to avoid overflowing the toilet. You can think of the best advice show like a hit workout for your soul. Each episode is only three to five minutes long. Listen every weekday wherever you listen to the clip out. When I was, you know, traveling on tour, I would go to the hotel gym and just, you know, have my app with me. And be able to use the strength classes, be able to use the treadmill classes, just get on a whatever bike they had at the hotel gym or whatever gym they let you use and do it that way. And I I think that's the great thing about what Peloton offers is, yes, having the bike is an amazing thing, but you don't have to. You can have all of the great things about Peloton anywhere you are in the world without necessarily having to have that. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the clip out episode 20 no wait what are we doing what episode is this i don't know 203 203 this is, this is crystal o'keefe and this is tom o'keefe and every week it's the height of professionalism on the clip out <laughs> do you want to redo it no i don't <laughs> <laughs> no because you have to have something you can tease me about every week publicly oh, i always find something and it's not like i've never done anything like that so 
<laughs> so uh, anyway, hi, hi. So uh, we both just got done working out. That feels yeah, weird to say. It does. So if I seem out of breath, if we both seem out of breath, nothing weird happened. <laughs> <laughs> Except me working out, I guess is. I'm weird. sorry. There's no. There's no makeup. It's it's bad this I'm week. Sorry. I'm should sorry, put, guys. Should I put on my makeup? Yeah, you should have gotten a little concealer. Yeah, a little, little foundation. Put on my toupee. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Uh, so what do you have in store for people this week? Well, let's see. Uh, we've got some really fun topics to talk to John Mills about. Uh, another lawsuit, you know. Yeah, of we've, course. <laughs> we've got a, a little bit of a, a homecoming update, new content. We're going to talk to Dr. Jen about finding time to exercise as a new mom. We've also got other connected fitness news. We have new features to discuss. Peloton in the news, a plenty. A brand new feature dropping this week, Ooh, all about that? nutrition. Yeah. And uh, then there's celebs, competitor, artist collaborations. It goes on and on. On and on to the break of dawn. So uh, <laughs> before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. And uh, maybe even leave us a review so people know that we're worth checking out. We appreciate that. We do. And we have a new review. Oh, yay. This is from Scrappy. Underscore P Like the letter P Or they peed Well the letter P But I guess it could Go either way Oh They could okay. have abbreviated Yeah You know That's true Maybe they had to stop Typing because their Phone got wet <laughs> You don't know <laughs> You don't know It says <laughs> Even more addicted I've had my bike For almost two years And my tread plus Should be delivered In a couple weeks Oh this year, I started joining groups and following fellow Peloton members on Instagram as I've immersed myself into the Peloton community more. Nice. My addiction has continued to grow, and now I'm addicted to this podcast. Crystal yes. and Tom have great chemistry, and I look forward to each new episode each week. Well, thank you for the very kind review, so, and I hope that it was P, the letter P, yes. not that you were peeing. Yes. Oh, and if not, I we hope you had insurance for your phone. That's true. Yes. That's true. We do. So also don't forget we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group, check out our YouTube channel where you can watch episodes in their entirety in full video. And you can do that at youtube.com slash the clip out while you're there. Be sure and subscribe there too to get little reminders. Yes. And then uh, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter where you get all the links and pictures and whatnot sent directly to your inbox when I remember to do it, which is, I've been on a streak. You have. Lately, so, you have. So uh, you can Super convenient to get it all in one place. Yes. So you can do that at theclipout.com. So there's all of that. Let's, uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? Doing great. Just got my second shot i'm all ready to go now i know i saw that on facebook this morning that you got your second shot and i'm like looking at my watch like, like how many Ooh. hours do we have him i know <laughs> he's gonna be crapping out right about the right time. about recording time yeah <laughs> i feel good but erica's going i don't know i think i have a headache i think my what's funny is after the first shot i was like ow that hurt i don't feel good and she's like oh you know wussy <laughs> <laughs> now it's the reverse i'm like i didn't feel anything i don't know what's wrong with you <laughs> See, at least you guys now know what to brace yourself for. Like yeah. when I got my shot, they were like, I don't know. Good luck let to us, you, sir. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. but, wow. Like, that's I, right. I was like, what can I expect? And they're like, that's what you're here for. Yeah. Well, we, how we do we know? We don't. I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> you Shut tell us. <laughs> yeah, and then like, and then like he had to fill out this little diary that like electronic diary every day to like say what his symptoms were. Yeah. And oh so- wow. Here's the worst part. I'll tell you this real quick. So so I fill out my diary, and they're like, "How'd you feel today? Like, did you have fatigue?" And I was like, "Well, I did," because everybody that's gotten the shot now knows oh, that yeah. like you get you get tired, right? Right. So I was like, right. I get fatigue, and then and then I get a call like, instantly, like twenty minutes later, and they're like. Well, fatigue's a sign of COVID, so you got to oh. come back in for another test. And I'm like, <laughs> oh wow! I'm like, you gave me the shot, and I literally drove home. Like, I don't <laughs> think I got COVID in the car I drove there. In. They were like, we know, but it's protocol. Yeah, but protocol. Yeah, I knew it. And come so I'm back. Then I had to do all these. I had to go in and get it uh, like shoved up my nose both oh. again. And then I hate were, those tests. Yeah, and then they like were had me they had these tubes. I had to spit in for like. Like seven days. No, it was like, like it was like 10, days. 10 or 11 days. I had to like spit in a tube because back then COVID tests were taking forever to process. Yeah. Oh. And they had to have him spit in a tube every single day until he got his negative result. Right. And it took 10 days oh. to get his results. Yeah. And this poor lady had to come pick oh. up his yeah. off our front porch every day. <laughs> and so then I would I would leave it on the porch for the spit fairy to come and collect. You know, you know, that lady's like, I went to goddamn college. Now I'm picking up. Spit. I'm picking up spit. I'm driving around St. Door Stoops collecting spit with my master's degree. This is some bull spit. <laughs> some bull spit. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, so I had to, it was like, oh, it was like, I got to get the COVID test again. Yeah. Like again. again? <laughs> that was the worst part, but they paid me. For it, yeah. So. Well, you got paid. That's good. You know, after I got my second shot, they were like, well, you know, we're giving free COVID tests as well. Yeah. Did you want one? I'm like, I, I just got a shot. I don't want yeah. that crazy test. Yeah. I'll pass. I'll roll the dice. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I haven't been anywhere. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm just going home. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, we got to play the sweeper so much last week. I thought we should play it again. Let's play it again. Yes. Play yes. it again. Peloton in court. Who's suing Peloton now? Dun, dun, dun. So there you go. Uh, so, so once again, Peloton is being sued. This this is a new uh this is a new take on the lawsuit though. It is, but it's yes. ridiculous. I don't know that it is. That was really? my initial reaction. But I, I hate that was mine too. I don't well, I read... to it. Okay, I'll like, let's explain yeah. what it is first. Uh, John's like, do you need me for this? Like I thought this is my segment. <laughs> no, this is all fun stuff. <laughs> so so dish network, right? I've learned now that this is they're suing other people. That's not right. just in the past, have sued other people for the same reason. But as a part of this suit, they're suing Icon, owners of Nordic Track and Proform and a bunch of other platforms, and Lululemon, as it relates to Mirror, over something relative to how they're streaming media. And they reference in the suit about their ability to fast forward and, and, and rewind video, something relative to how they're able to do that efficiently. So I don't know the detail of the technology, but it's something relative to that. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe they do have something because, yeah. Because And they've also, they sued, uh, was it Univision for this? And they settled. So yeah. apparently Univision was like, well, yeah, you guys got us. All right. Yeah. Over the same patents. And Univision is huge. So, so probably right. that's what will end up happening here. It's my guess. Okay. If, I mean, what just from the, all I know is what I read in this article, but that's my guess. If Univision settled, my guess is the, these outlets are going to settle as well. How interesting, though, 
that this makes Peloton and Mirror and Nordic Track all on the same playing field. <laughs> right. Like, I, like, like, you know, like if, if this is like a big giant reality TV game, which I might be watching a little too much of lately, <laughs> you know, like now they all team up to right. take dish down, you know, and then they go beat each other other up again after they're done yeah like that's how i see this playing out <laughs> no? why don't they name like everybody why aren't they yeah. naming like echelon well, and so- nautilus maybe they're working on a different system though yeah because you know? because like oh. wouldn't, wouldn't this only count for on-demand classes for peloton right because you can't right. fast forward through a regular class and i was going to ask that if it's about fast forward and rewinding can you even do that you, you right can, but only on demand okay so this could 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 it i'm asking the question could this i wonder change how on demand classes work it could i get the impression though i'm kind of with where tom is i think they're not going to change how their platform works i think they will ultimately if they have if they truly have a case which i think they may well they will settle in some way that's what okay. i think will ultimately happen Especially but since Univision settled, there's probably kind of already some sort of metric or paradigm. Like, and the same issue, like the issue they had with music licensing is nobody knew what right. the rules were. So they had to sue each other till they figured out what the rules are. Now that they've already kind of gone after Univision for it, there, there's, there's rules in place. I think that's why you don't hear about music lawsuits involving these other bike streaming right. companies well, like, because now they know well if you do x you pay y and everybody they don't want to mess with it like yeah. tonal right. what they do is they just have like radio stations and mm-hmm. then they also like have a thing with like apple health that connects you can play your own music and you on right. you know, through apple health or not apple health i'm sorry apple music there's so many apple words yeah <laughs> um but uh then the other question i have I, I hear what you guys are saying about settling and i think that is a very good point but but I want to just reiterate that when I say on demand, it's only for classes that are taken like on an iPad or something, not on the actual equipment. So the, the reason I'm saying that is, wouldn't it make more sense to make those platforms parity with the equipment? <laughs> instead? I mean, I, I don't know if it was right. me, I would be like, why are we doing this then? Like, right. if we're, we have to go pay out all this money. Wouldn't it just be easier to just like change this and make it the same as all the equipment? But it's maybe since point. the damage is already done, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm just asking questions. I think and it's a good we, point. Do, well, do we even know though? Like, which is it? Which parts triggering the lawsuit? Maybe it's the the interface on on the bike and the tread, not. But you can't fast forward on the bike. So oh, and they specifically. No. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, and so yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Crystal. And maybe that's how it plays out. I, I don't know. I find it really interesting that the article in Bloomberg references that. Dish was losing market share to folks that are no longer want like set top boxes. They're just get going to streaming services and they had lost like 118,000 people or subscribers last year that I found interesting. So like also Comcast is suing them kind of uh, proactively in saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just acquire some company, gain some patents, and now you're on this this rampage, just suing everybody over this patent you required. So they're trying to like proactively kind of stop this, right? Interesting. And, and that's another piece of it that's interesting. So it, it feels like, yeah, Dish has this this leg up. It worked with Univision, and you know they they're kind of losing market share, and this is their means to kind of wow. get back in the fray. Well, now it sounds like Mad Dog. Now it sounds like Mad Dog and Spin. And, and I will also say, arguing against my point, Univision <laughs> is more inclined to settle with Dish. Why is that? Because they want 
to be carried on dish right like if they go to war too much dish might just go well until we get this figured out how about we how about we just don't carry any of your networks here's what they're gonna do they're gonna settle with all of them and then they're gonna end up having a peloton a nordic track and a mirror app right in within dish network that's what's gonna happen I'm just kidding. I feel like there's some play in here. I don't know. I just don't know what it is. But you know what? Also, it's interesting about it, when I was reading the article, they sued Peloton based on their Plano, Texas. Okay. So did you read I, that? I did read that. Now, then I got some messages from, I don't know if it's okay to use her name because okay. uh, we didn't discuss this. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to put her on blast here. Yeah. But she sent me some research that she had done. She's, she is quite a researcher. She yeah. Has, literally a corporate researcher. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, she said that there, she sent me all these articles, one of which is from Tech Dirt. And it's one of the judges is this federal judge. He has begun advertising for patent trolls to come to his court. Right. Texas. In Texas. Which is, which is related to all of this because Texas is known for this patent troll thing for being kind to the being, patent owners. Exactly. Yeah. And so now this judge is going around the country, pulling people in. Well, that sounds really illegal. Doesn't it? And yet it's happening. I mean, that's basically saying I, I will side in your favor and right. you don't ha- like what the hell? So that's why dish didn't sue Peloton corporate in New York. They're suing Peloton Plano. Right, like, so they could they, make that so, they so that they can make the court out of Texas, wow. mm-hmm. so that they could get you know the favor of you know Texas and patent. And so. and the same person happened to also send me another thing. Apple ended up settling because of a patent troll, also because of the same judge and like pulling these people in. It's so. crazy, really crazy. Yeah, it's like I mean, I, it's like if and the things you got to ask yourself is he getting some sort of a, what would be his incentive if he's not getting a kickback? I. I don't know. And if he's getting a kickback, you would think it'd be real damn obvious. Like you they, would think. they would they would be able to figure that out. Well, especially when you're out there basically as a judge soliciting business. Like I didn't that's even right. know they could do that. Yeah. Like I did think that was illegal, but you know the whole the thing's crazy. crazy. The world's a crazy that's place. That's pretty right crazy now, if that's so accurate. I, it's yeah. all nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So uh moving along. Yes. <laughs> you uh you also uh found an interesting uh, I guess interview with Jill Woodworth. Oh yeah, you, yeah. you know um, she tends to a she attends some of what? these conferences from these financial institutions each year. It's kind of a common thing. They ask her questions, and she kind of gives the rundown on what's going on with Peloton. <clears throat> and so that's what this is. This is a part of that interview. So I posted a couple pieces. One where she talks about uh, the question to Jill Woodworth was, "Why hasn't Peloton allowed for?" watching things like Netflix other than just the class while you're doing a workout, you know, and still get your metrics. Right. And so Jill's position is, yeah, you know, if you want to watch Netflix, do that after the class, go sit right. on your couch. Then it's what you've been saying yeah. all the yeah. time. Right. For our perspective is you, you, you really want, you need the experience of your dedicated, you know, to listening to what the instructor is saying, do that. Right. And then later go watch Netflix. Right. Right. But so, yeah, Bowflex, but- North Nordic Track, Proform, SoulCycle, all those other platforms, they all allow Netflix. Because they're not engaging their members in the same right. way. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, they're not. Like, yeah, that's just not. proof that they're not. Right. I'm not I'm not even trying right. to be mean. That's just and, like right. proof. 
And it's also proved that Peloton knows what makes them sticky. But right. but the interesting thing is that, you know, you throw out this little this little thing. You just try. I know this was like directed to me. You were trying to rile me up. Oh, I want to tag you. And then I go, no, nah, that's too obvious. <laughs> too obvious. I knew I felt the target on my back. Like I pulled open Facebook and I was like, oh, let me get, let me get that out of the bullseye. Um, so you were like, so Echelon doesn't do that. And so you were like, I've found something where Peloton and Echelon agree. See, I think it's really not the Peloton and Echelon agree so much as Echelon is just copying. They Peloton. copied so much. They, they probably don't even realize that right. they could. They're just like, right. oh, yeah, like we oh. just it was just cut and paste. And- yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> cut and paste. <laughs> when I was looking it up, I was going, well, everybody else allows it. Echelon must allow it. And when I was looking it up and Echelon, people are asking the question in their forums. And every time Echelon, I'm like, no, you can't do that. No, we don't allow that. And I'm like, are you serious? They're <laughs> aligned with the concept that Peloton states. Yeah, well. They I see eye to eye, Echelon and Peloton. They're like, because right they, they know how much people love the peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> that, that was them, right? <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Oh, that was bad. But yeah, again, I'm just, I, just John. It's not seeing eye to eye. It's copy. It's not right. It's copy. Oh, okay. So that, that's what it really is. Yeah, you're to, right. But now this other, this other <laughs> piece that you also, you also listed about the same video that was taking place mm. was that Jill started talking about how they're going to win strength and she described what you think is an otari like strength device which i listened to it i see where you're coming from but i also like she was vague enough that you could say it's not an otari like strength device because basically she was just like ai and cameras and form (laughs) she was like really vague (laughs) well well, at the time that was on march 1st Okay. Right. And okay. when that interview took place. Okay. And we didn't know about Otari until right. March 22nd. So this was so, like, she was right. being real vague. <laughs> right. I, it was just interesting to me while she, when she's talking about it, she's like, yeah, you know, and it, it might be something that does like AI and, you know, form correction and it might have a camera. And so, so just in kind of hearing it in retrospect, it's like, well, that describes an Otari. It does. Yeah. It does. So, <laughs> so that kind of says that, you know, we're probably on the right track with what we're thinking. And, uh, right, right. and also they're getting, you know, with her saying that in March, right. And then announcing the acquisition at the end of March, I feel like we're looking good for a May release because right. they're letting out these little breadcrumbs and Peloton doesn't let out breadcrumbs. Like they just Unless do it's it. Foley. <laughs> so Unless it's John. He just can't. He's all excited. Yeah. Like, I'm waiting for him to one time and go, okay, okay, okay. It's a roar, right? That's why there's always henchmen standing there. And by henchmen, I mean like <laughs> JV. Right. No. <laughs> no. Don't say it. Don't I, say I don't it. even remember what it was, but what he said when we were doing the QA, JV was literally like, don't say this oh, part. I know exactly what it was. Right. Right at the beginning, like we're getting ready to go out on stage. And he she hands him the clicker and she's like, Whatever you do, do not press this button until we tell you to. What is the first the thing first Johnny press the button? Press the button. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> you, I gotta love John. I love that dude. I really do. He's a, such a good guy. He, he's really in love with his whole platform and everything here. It you gotta love John. You gotta love John. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He makes it real. You know, another thing, though, is um, 
I learned in listening to Jill and into some of the things John has said is that they consider strength much broader than just this strength type Atari like product. Like they consider like rowing strength. I don't know how you get rowing into strength. Now I can right. I can do their bar and their Pilates. Like right. I totally get that. I'm on board. But when you go to rowing, I'm like, no, dude, that's just cardio. Like there's right, no- and that's kind of how I see it too. But now right. it got me all confused because it's really clear that their focus is really heavy on strength. But yeah. if their mindset is that rowing is strength too, then now they just completely, I mean, I don't okay. know what they're about to announce. Counterpoint though, counterpoint, you have said before. Okay, so there's like images out there of like different patents that Peloton has and their like counterparts have that they've bought over the time. And right. there's rowers and there's strength related to the rowers. So right. you've brought that up before that maybe there will be some kind of strength related to the rower and maybe that's why they're throwing it in. Because right. it doesn't like rowing by itself isn't, but maybe there will be something attached to it that and makes right. it that maybe way. Maybe that's why it's taken so long. Maybe they're rethinking how a rower functions. That's an idea. Maybe it, it's like they're heavy, heavy talking row, but we, or I'm sorry, strength. Mm-hmm. But we know in looking at the code, it's there's coming. a rower. It's coming. Yeah. right. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's irrefutable. It's irrefutable. Right. Right. So I don't know. That's why I've just been saying they're both coming. I've been telling people May 1st, they're both coming. Well, <laughs> and now I, now I got people looking at me like, John, if, if it doesn't happen, I know where you live. Yeah, they, they do. Because you post pictures of bears outside your house all the time. Right. They always know. That's they all know. People, that's how he keeps people away. Yeah. Like he's he like, this is like, where I live, but you got to make it past the Right. Bears. He acts like it's like he doesn't like the bear, but really it's a yeah. trained guard. <laughs> I literally, I literally, I literally, like we order sometimes at night from DoorDash. I, I literally look at the ring waiting to see one of these DoorDash delivery people run. Like I'm, I'm thinking one day it's going to all match up. The bears coming and the DoorDash person is going to be like this. I'm waiting for this one. To get your food, shut the door. He's like, my ring video is going viral. He's been I'm going to take that video and edit it down, add music. Yeah, he, he, and, and here's how you know that he's get, this is the plan the whole time. He keeps using DoorDash to order raw fish. <laughs> that's a little mean. It's a little mean. With instructions to drop it right next to the trash can. Right. <laughs> I'd like an order of uh, six raw fish heads and a bowl of honey. Because his name is Winnie the Pooh. Yes. <laughs> The bears are Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> we have a neighborhood uh, a, a group. We all on this email chain today. It's there's a I guess there's a bear just just having his way around the neighborhood. On the email. And, and my, yeah, yeah, and the, e- the email. No, the e- my neighbors <laughs> keep emailing. They keep going. The bear just passed my house. Oh, now it just passed my house. I just keep getting these pings. The bear just went into my 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 yard. They're like all oh, this craziness. Bear watch 2021. It's nuts. <laughs> call you grandpa bear yeah no. right. that's right thank you so much for joining us uh, until uh until next week where can people find you they can find me on facebook and my facebook page or group run lift and live they can find me at run lift and live on instagram or at run lift thank you thank you <laughs> thanks nice seeing you guys you, you too. too bye 
if you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the (laughs) best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Bye. Homecoming update. So by the time you're hearing this, mm-hmm. it will most likely have been announced, but the homecoming schedule is supposed to be announced on Friday, April 16th. Yes, it's going to drop sometime during the day. So if you're looking for that, you go to homecoming.onepeloton.com and get all of the details. And next week, we'll be diving deep into that. Yes. And also... Uh, while we're discussing homecoming, you can already get your uh, homecoming gear. Yeah, merch. so you're ready. So you're ready to go. Yes. I I mean, good for you, Tom. I I'm really really um, happy to say that I did not care about this drop at all. Yes. I know, and and it's nothing wrong with it. Like it's cute. I like yeah. it. But like. Okay, we were just talking about how I need to like cut down on my water bottles. Mm-hmm. I have a water bottle problem. There's a lot of water bottles. And I I only like run hats because I really don't wear hats on a regular basis. Right. And I and I don't need to pay that much for a towel. Like I just I have a thing about not paying a lot of money for yeah, towels. Yeah, I mean you're just It's sweat. Yeah. It's sweat. 
So, eh. yeah, but it's out there if anybody's interested. Absolutely. It's very pretty. And it, of course, it says 2021 on it, on especially on the towels. So it's going to be great for people um, to have to memorialize. And it's also great that so many people get to attend this year that couldn't in the past because it's open to everybody. Right. So that'll be a good reminder of being able to have that swag. Absolutely. Peloton Closet. Step into the Peloton Closet with Tori. So, uh, no, Tori's not back. She's not. But we got the sweeper. Yeah. And she still hasn't given us the $7 for it. <laughs> and so we're going to give you a quick update on what's been going on in that story. And yeah. so I figured, well, I'm going to get my $7 worth out of that sweeper. Yeah. Um, first, um, I, I want to say that uh, Tori has gotten so much feedback from yeah. the clip out community, from the Peloton community at large, and everybody has given her so much support and also lots of ideas. So she is kind of re-energized with some time off. Yeah. And uh, I got a message from her that she is working on a new name and a new site. Uh, it will not be focused on 100% Peloton. But of course, Peloton will be included. Sure. It's going to be more about great looks for everybody and every budget. And uh, she wanted to also say thank you to the clip out community for being so supportive of her and welcoming of her. So oh, um, nice. and then one other little piece of related news when Tori was on kind of talking through everything that happened. Um, she talked about how there was another, you know, there were other competitors if you will that yeah. were doing the same thing that had not been shut down by peloton one of them uh you guys hunted out on your own <laughs> and um and you found them and i guess some people sent messages about like what was going on with tori and right. and so this person has has come forward and said hey i'm i reached out to peloton after hearing about this and i'm i didn't know that this was an issue and i'm they're kind of redirecting as well yes they're redirecting as well so for those of you who are they concerned and have not heard that update just wanted to make sure that you knew that's all. Cool. And as we find out more, we will let you know. Absolutely. New content. Peloton announced this week their Champions Collection. I am really pumped about this. Um, okay. So what it is, is there are several, there are ch- nine different champions. We've got Usain Bolt, Allison Felix, Andre Degrassi, Angelique Kerber, Becky and Ellie Downey, John John Florence, Kathleen Baker, and Scout Bassett. So... They come from all different areas of like different sports, right? And uh, in theory, you're going to be able to train with them. So they're going to literally be on the leaderboard with us. And according to the statement that came out on the blog, they're they're basically saying that not only are they going to be training with us right on the leaderboard, they're going to pop into live classes. Oh, wow. But we're also going to hear about their favorite classes that mm-hmm. they like to take. And we're going to hear about some of their favorite music and playlists and things that they like to work out to. So um, nobody knows exactly how it's going to go down, but it's super exciting. I can't believe I'm going to get the chance to be on the same leaderboard and know it as Usain Bolt, like <laughs> the fastest man in the freaking world. Yeah. And we've been we've been to where he's from. We've we been, were, yeah. We've been in his little village. We have. It was very cool to see that. I also wonder, you know, we talked last week about that Instagram post about the different yes. artists and stuff. This kind of feels. It I know feels this, like I know that. This, th- these aren't artists. These right. are athletes. But, um, but they listed athletes. It was like celebrities yeah. and athletes. And this feels like step one, doesn't it? It does. And I would, yeah, I was just kind of wondering if, if this is some insight into what we can expect from that collaboration. I think I think that that is true. I think it is. I'm really excited about it. And it's going to be during the month of May. So I have a feeling we're going to be hearing more about it at homecoming. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> Getting 
the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. So joining us again, once again, via the magic of ZoomTube, it's Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. Uh, you may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show, and four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy, Dr. Jen. Hello. Great Hi. Here. We're going to have to add and Tom's therapist, sports therapist. That's what we're going to have to add. It's going to have to be on your 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 she's, list of she's accolades. Adding, she's adding got Tom to work out yes. on her LinkedIn page yeah. as we for you, Tom. I feel it is probably, you know, forget the best-selling books, forget the, the column, forget the awards. Like that, I got Tom to exercise is is now my claim to fame. I like to take credit for, but I probably really can't. But I, I, I'm going to try. Well, I, I think I think you have at least partial credit in there. I, I think Thank I, you. I definitely think so. We have another question from the Clipout community. This one comes from Laura Silverman Weiss, and she is a new mom. She has two kids. She's working from home, and she desperately wants to get on the bike. But time and sleep are hard to come by, and she she would like your advice. Absolutely. And I am a mother of twins. (laughs) So so I understand this and a working mom of twins. So I really understand this sort of mom guilt and kind of feeling pulled in every different direction. I think it's really, really important in particular that moms do take this time for for a lot of reasons. I think everyone needs to take this time, but but especially a new mom, you know, it's very easy to get sort of sucked into the motherhood and to kind of lose your identity and to forget to take good care of yourself. But I think that it's important on a number of levels. One is that it's important to actually demonstrate to our children what self-care looks like. Two, that, you know, you've got to put gasoline in the tank if the car is going to drive anywhere. And a lot of the time doing that workout is putting gas in the tank, even though sometimes it feels exhausting. Ultimately, the end, we tend to feel better. We tend to have more energy. It tends to just benefit us enormously. When it comes to kind of the sleep aspect of it, because being a new parent, there's sometimes where like you just can't avoid that your child has been up at night, you wake up exhausted. What I recommend is, is a few things that a lot of the time, it's just a matter of getting on the bike or getting on the tread or turn, like pressing play and taking that yoga class. So what I would recommend is that make it your goal to start and it don't think about like, don't overdo it. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to do a one hour long run. Forget it. Like, I don't care if you have an hour. If you're exhausted, you're a new mom, you didn't get enough sleep. You don't want to do something that's going to ultimately injure you. So really start small. And especially if you are struggling to find the time. And I am a big fan of a good pack and play. Anything that contains your child in a small space safely, you can put it by your bike or your tread or whatever you're using and really utilize that. Also, if you have a partner, ask that partner, hey, I need 30 minutes a day that I can just have to myself, you know, or whatever it is that you can negotiate 
where that other person just promises you that you can have this sacred time for yourself, but start small. You know, it does not need to be, people tend to be very all or nothing in their thinking about exercise. And if you're a new mom, do a five minute class, do a 10 minute class, do a 20 minute class. Don't even think about a 30 minute, 45 or an hour class or anything crazy like that, because you're going to feel so much better about yourself. And it also gets you back in the habit. A, A lot of starting to exercise after becoming a new parent is about developing the habit in the new context of your new life. So it's kind of creating that carve out time and also creating that ability and and that thinking of like, oh yeah, what do I do next? Oh, I exercise. Like, oh, I put the kid down for a nap. Okay, it's time for me to get on that bike. And really also looking at it as an important part of your being a mom, that taking care of yourself and refueling is really important. And I would think doing like a short class, like a five or 10 minute class would almost be like an investment in your future in that it kind of trains the kids. Okay, mom's on the bike. It's 10 minutes. And then yep. and then, you know, in six months, it can be 20 minutes. Right. And in a year now it can be 40 minutes. As they get older, and they, the, just, they know. just know like, okay, this isn't, you know, like they just know mom's on the bike. Leave her alone. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great point. When my daughters were really young, I think they were probably like three when I started doing my radio show from home. And because they knew when mom is doing the radio show, we don't bother her. When I started seeing some clients from home or started doing other business related things from home, they kind of knew like, oh, if mom's office door is closed, she's working. And I respect that. So it's, it's a that's a great point. Tom. Yeah. And also, I like the idea of like having asking your partner to help out for like 30 minutes because one if they do it that's great and if they don't it's a great litmus test to know it's time to find a new partner (laughs) (laughs) and i want to just add that also like if you have to get off the bike because there's some reason like don't feel like you lost like don't like if you can't because you can't pause so don't feel like you lost you know you had to get off the bike to go deal with something you got back on your if you didn't get back on you didn't get back on but if you could get back on those minutes lost are fine. It's not a big deal. You, you did it. It's okay. And that can, that can be really anxiety provoking. And I think that when, if you know that you might be interrupted, what you may want to do is do a floor class on an iPad where you can pause it because then you're going to feel a little bit less anxious. If you're like, you know what, I've got 20 minutes. I'm going to do a strength class on the floor. That may be easier. Not to mention that sometimes if you're just exhausted, anything <laughs> you do on the floor is good. <laughs> Ideally laying down. I, I, I especially bookmark any core class that is laying down. Thank you very much, Olivia and Maddie. <laughs> laying down talk, she became a new mom in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a little different. I think there was someone else in the room, but yeah. It was a, it was, it was a, it was a partner workout. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, until next time, where can people find you? You can find me on social media at Dr. Jen Man, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. And I do post my Peloton workouts in my Insta stories. So if you if you want to know what I'm working on, you can find me there. And also you can find me every week in Style Magazine. I have a column called Hump Day with Dr. Jen. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Other Connected Fitness.
So we launched our contest last week. Yes, the uh, win a tonal. Win a tonal, and boy, it came out of the gate gangbusters. It did. We were very excited. Our our goal, we would love. So uh, all the proceeds go to the Make a Wish Foundation. All of it. And uh, Tonal was kind enough to donate the Tonal a year's membership. Yes. And all the smart accessories. Yes. And so since they donated all that, we didn't have to go out of pocket. And so one hundred percent of the proceeds goes to the Make a Wish Foundation of the Greater Bay Area, and it costs on average. $10,000 To grant a wish And so we were like Oh it'd be cool If we could raise enough To grant a wish And right now We're at like As of this recording We're at almost $7,000 So like we've, we've Almost got there In the first week Which is amazing Amazing so, um, If you haven't Had a chance yet You haven't You still got time It's for the entire month Of yes. April Yeah And you can just go to Theclipout.com Slash win a tonal Yes, and you can you can purchase entries. You can also get a, fr- a free entry, but you can buy additional entries. Like five bucks gets you 10. ten, and then ten bucks gets you thirty, and on and on. it goes up. And the more the you the more spend, you buy, the better that the yeah, the more entries you get, better chances. Yeah, and somebody uh, actually, I won't just say somebody. Stacy Riviere Riviere, I always say her name wrong. She was a guest on the podcast mm-hmm. talking about autoimmune diseases, and uh, she was reaching out to me to let me know that she is making a very sizable. Donation because she is gunning for that tonal. She is. She's gunning for it. But also, she mentioned to me that her company matches whenever they do those, uh, when an employee is able to donate. Right. And her company actually does triple donations. My point being that any of you out there who are donating, look into it to see if your company has that. Totally. You can't add it to, unless it gets paid this month. And the your company and through is able, the website that we're yeah. using to to collect the money. It won't count toward that, but hey, it's make a wish, and you're just giving away the money otherwise. Yeah, so why might not? As, might as well throw a little extra at it. Yeah. And, if, and so uh, once again, it's theclipout.com slash win a tonal. And if for some reason you don't win a tonal and you'd still like a tonal because they're wonderful, they are wonderful, and uh, it, they're pretty sleek and <laughs> it's nice and easy to use. And you just I I love the set it and forget it aspect of just it decides how much weight you need to lift and it will secretly increase the amount on you they added more features this week too oh did they yes they did now you can see everything on your smartwatch you can have your heart rate right next to the little button on your smartwatch that turns it off and on well if you have an apple watch and so you can increase or decrease the weight from your freaking watch how amazing is that that's pretty slick Mm -hmm. so if you want to check that out you can go to tonal.com and you can save what a hundred dollars hundred dollars off smart accessories with promo code the clip out also, we have another podcast all about tonal called The Superset. So if you're curious as to what this is all about, go check it out. It's just like this, except we talk about tonal. Yeah. New features. Peloton uh, has a new way to share your workout with people. They do. Yeah. So you could always share your workout. Well, not always. Now you had the ability already to share your workout through Instagram. What you could not do was add a selfie to it. So it basically was like this really cool image of whatever Peloton instructor you were working out with. But now you can add your own selfie. And then within Instagram stories, you can change it up however you want. So you can throw some stickers on there, some words on there, tag your friends etc before you post and it's all in beta so they are looking for people to reply to them and let them know like how can we improve this what else would you like to see so right now it shows like how many rides you have if you post a ride it will show you here's how many rides you have so you can oh, see. Okay. yeah um, some people didn't like that you couldn't see the um, I think your PR anymore mm-hmm. or your watts there was something that was missing that changed that they gotcha. didn't like so very cool yeah that's a cool little feature yeah 
Clip out. So found this article. It's not directly Peloton related, but it's definitely Peloton adjacent. Thought it was interesting. And it just says uh, two thirds of Americans would rather exercise at home than go back to the gym. And so we've been seeing all these articles about what gyms can do to win people back. And will they win people back? And what's it going to look like post-pandemic? Yeah, I, I think everybody's just trying to figure it out. I keep seeing different surveys that say different things. Yeah. Um, and I think it might, because like, I feel like gyms are kind of putting out stuff that's like, everybody's coming back. But yeah. then whenever I see articles, they're like, no, it's not. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. And so I just thought it was an interesting uh, article just that this, this survey indicates that people are like, you know what? I've been working out at home and it's pretty nice. Yeah. I and think uh, Peloton's had a lot to do with that. I concur. And we, we, I mean, we've theorized for a while now that gyms were going to have problems winning people back post pandemic. And that certainly appears to be how things are shaken out. It does. Peloton in the news. So, in the interest of full disclosure, I feel like it's important for people to know I did not pick this particular story, Crystal found this story i did i did find this story i knew i knew that tom would love it though and i i think that i am right well you're not wrong but uh <laughs> it's from uh the sun dot uh co dot uk and it's a woman mortified after a friend videos her accidentally giving people an eyeful but so it's uh so we're playing the video if you're watching this on youtube once their ad is over this woman's riding her peloton and you can see her silhouette in her apartment window but it don't look like a peloton she's riding (laughs) yeah i mean yeah it's uh it's certainly yeah (laughs) it's like watching this oh my god it's so embarrassing yeah (laughs) um she's really energetic it looks like she might be doing some tap backs yeah, there, the it looks, looks like there could be some tapping going on there. Um, and so, um, yeah, yeah. So everyone, she got a lot of a lot of teasing about this, and uh, the video went viral. And she is absolutely mortified. And I don't blame her; I would be too. <laughs> but it's absolutely hilarious, yeah. and I would also find the humor in it. You can't do that I, when you go back to the gym. No, I mean, I guess you could. You probably get thrown out of the gym, though. Depends on the kind of gym. That's true. InsideHook.com, that's a new one, mm-hmm. uh, has an article about how to make the leap from Peloton to big boy road cycling. Yeah, can't stand that. Yeah. I hate that stupid title. <laughs> it's so patronizing it to is. every man out there or woman who yeah. likes to road cycle. Like it's like pa- it's patronizing in two different ways. But it's, anyway, on I'll, a lot of levels, like one, like if you're not road biking, then you don't, doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. And then also just the whole big boy, like ugh, it's ugh. just gross on a lot of levels. It is okay. But now that we've gotten past the title, um, I thought this was an interesting article. Once I got past that, because if you can scroll up. What it's doing is saying, like, you like riding your Peloton, you might like riding outside. Right. Maybe you would like to try it, but, you know, you don't know exactly what you need to do it. And so it kind of walks through, here's, here's the different things that you can what do. What you need to know, what you need to take under advice. Right. To move outside. Yeah. To the outdoors with the, the road bike. So... For those of you out there who are interested in this, read the article. That's great. But also, I highly recommend that you join the Peloton Road Riders group on Facebook because they're nice. Um, and like they all ride road bikes 
as well as the Peloton bike, but they're not like the title of this article. They don't say the phrase big boy. I've never heard them say that. <laughs> um, also, they have fun Peloton road jerseys that you can buy, and I believe they just went on sale, so you can get the latest one. Or you can get past years, too, and uh, be part of the uh, Peloton road riding. ZDNet. That's hard to say. <laughs> Had an article about the best treadmill in 2021. Yeah, and and it's great because Peloton got mentioned, but then the thing is, is that they mentioned the wrong Peloton tread because they say Peloton Tread Plus launching May of 2021, but the Tread Plus has been out for like four years. Right? Or no, not that four, long, but okay. a long, time. a long time. Yeah, and the Peloton Tread is launching in May of 2021. So ZDNet, all you got to do is reach out to me. I will proof your articles and make sure you have the correct Peloton information. But at any rate, they made it to the list, and of course, they're they're a top contender as always. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Clip out. So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube, you probably remember him from his interview a while back. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Angelo Poli from MetPro. And people had so many questions about nutrition and and things like that, what they could possibly be getting me to eat. <laughs> it's a fair question. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fair question. <laughs> He's like, right now he eats three things over and over and over again. Uh, it's, it's been an experience. Yeah, it's been an experience. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> but <laughs> we wanted to bring you some questions from, uh, from our audience. So we put up a couple of topics and let people... People kind of just, you know, go Chime to town yeah. with all their questions. So we will start with the first one. The first one is from Tammy Lynn. Uh, she wants to know, are you counting macros or calories? And if so, how do you take into account when you aren't prepping the meals yourself? Great question, Tammy. And the answer is yes. <laughs> so at MetPro, yes, we are counting the calories and the macros and it gets even worse. And the glycemic load, the combination, the timing of the foods and all of that stuff. But here's the good news. We're doing it so you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing all the back end calculations. So that was one of the things that we actually spent the longest time working on developing. Because people were willing to, it's like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. I, you know, these are foods I like, or here's what I like to eat. And you've given me some good options, but for variety, how do I make changes on the fly or how do I change up the meal plan? So people don't want to go to the store and look at the back of a label and figure out, you know, you almost have to have a PhD to figure out, well, this is how many grams and how many and fitting into not just my overall day, but just the single meal exactly. that I'm being assigned here. 
So instead, what we do with some of our technology that we leverage is you're just going to go in and you're going to choose from, say, you pick a protein that you like, pick from an extensive list of proteins. The system will look at what you're assigned and say, okay, great, here's how much for this meal you're going to have of this protein. And then it's going to do the same thing for your meal carbohydrates, your vegetable carbohydrates, your fats, etc. So, you know, you're not going to find lasagna and pizza on the menu, right? That, that is, you're going to eat it, but that's going to be called a cheat meal and you're going to have that once in a while. So it's going to be mostly whole foods, but we'll take the guesswork out of it. And the benefit of doing it that way is then when it's time for your coach to calculate, okay, we really do need to change something here to keep you progressive. You don't have to worry about it. It's just going to be right there in the palm of your hand. You'll see it on your app. You can choose the same foods. You can choose different foods. It'll do all the calculations for you. You know, one of the things I dig about the app is that as you're going through and selecting things, like when you kind of hit your your number that you're supposed to be at, like everything goes gray. It just grays out. And it's like you're done selecting. <laughs> like it takes, you know, like you're like it's, but you're it's done good fatty. because you didn't yeah. <laughs> because you don't you don't then add more than you should. Absolutely. It, makes, it takes the guesswork out of it. And, and then and, you can make your own choices if like because so, some things kind of live in both worlds. Right. And so right. so you're like, oh, OK, well, if I give up a little bit of peanut butter, I can have a little bit more of what, you know, whatever. And I will say, I, I feel like I in, in all fairness, I need to say I joke about eating the same three things over and over again that's my yeah quirk not met pros quirk <laughs> no right? because there's tons of stuff to eat there it's just i'm the weirdo that about food and don't like very many things right like you mentioned that you can't eat lasagna but i have found a really fun recipe and my oh, yeah 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 and so like i add some wheat pasta and then i yep. add some some tomato sauce and then i add a little bit of jack cheese and um okay. and then some lean ground beef and whenever you microwave it all like melts the cheese on top it kind of tastes like lasagna and it's really good <laughs> and as i've learned angela will let me have tomato Tomato sauce by the gallon. <laughs> Tom, you were the reason we built the gray screen into the app. It's called the Slap Tom's Hand Away. <laughs> it's like slap the pizza out of his mouth. But I, but I love that you guys did that because it takes the guesswork out of it. And I love the way you explained it because I have difficulty explaining it to people because they think like in the past I've done other things where you have when you track macros and when people hear tracking macros it sounds really time intensive. And yeah. what you guys have I, built is not really time intensive. It did take me a couple days to figure out how to build a meal, but once I got uh, it, I was very comfortable with it. And now I can build it on the fly. Well, and the and the reason is no, there's no issues. It's just as a as a culture and society, we're so conditioned to the the food logging generation, the My Fitness Pal, the you know, and all the there's great apps like that out right. there, and they're they're fabulous tools. But the idea is, eat what you eat, and then tell it what you ate, and it's going to give you okay. Here's what you ate and the details. That's great. That's not Metpro. Right. Um, Metpro is going to tell you what to eat, which is the now opposite. Now it's going to give you substitutions. And it's I need say, okay. That. You don't want that. <laughs> we need the dots really close together. Yeah, like I, exactly. if you give me too much wiggle room, there will be ice cream in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, that's right. So the big question we get, ironically, is bananas. It's like, what happened to my bananas? Because a lot of people oh, don't realize that your food lists actually will evolve and change over time. 
There are some weeks you might have bananas as an available carbohydrate and other weeks you might not based on where you're at in your progression. In other words, your coach may have adjusted your meal plan to one that's not only more aggressive with calories and macronutrients, but has also lowered the glycemic threshold for individual carbs or meals. Mm. So there's things that are moving behind the scenes but it's not too painful. Once you get the, the hang of it, you'll see that, you know, it does take willing to, to prepare a few meals and put a little bit of thoughtfulness into it. But we don't ask people to do that without offering results in return. And that, that's what it's all about, getting the results you're after. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us to explain all that. Just uh, remind everybody where they can find you and where they can find MetPro. Yeah, go to metpro.co slash TCO for the clip out. <laughs> Again, it's metpro.co slash TCO. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Instructors in the news. Mashable had an interesting article about how Peloton and its instructors became saviors in a hellish year at home. Yeah. And um, I feel like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said that like Cody Rigsby is getting like we were, all the love. We were like, did he hire a new publicist? Because <laughs> because I think, you know, this is this is kind of proof of that. Again, this is another love letter about Cody. Now, they, they mention a lot of instructors and a sure. lot of good things about Peloton. But Cody Rigsby is literally in the uh, URL. Like it says <laughs> it does. Cody Rigsby. Peloton instructors. Cody Rigsby coronavirus quarantine. So I think that tells you he was the focus of this article. Agreed. But it's a great article. It's really long, so I'm not going to go super into it. Yeah. Definitely check it out if you get a chance. It's just a feel good. I love Peloton and it makes you remember all the reasons you love Peloton. It's a good thing. Awesome. And then Allie Love was featured on the NPR comedic game show Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me last week. Yes. And my understanding is that there were lots of questions about the skeleton. So apparently this will be a good way to see how well Allie Love can answer questions about the human skeleton. Oh, okay. I was I thought that was a reference to something I wasn't getting. I mean, there was literally questions about the skeletal system. Yes. I'm such a nerd. All I could think of was Skeletor. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that's not the no, right word. No, not that one. No. It's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're trying to find that one, we'll put the link in our newsletter if you sign up for that at theclipout.com. Or you can also search for it. She was in the April 10th edition of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Peloton Celebrity Sightings. Yahoo Life had an interview with Annie Murphy, who people will know as Alexis Rose from Shit's Creek. <laughs> or... If your kids are in the car, Poops Creek. <laughs> I love Annie Murphy. And, uh, You're doing the thing with your hands. David. As, as Ooh, you talk about David. it. David. <laughs> um, I love the show. I love Annie Murphy. And I love that she loves Peloton. And if I could figure out a way to get her on the show, I would be in heaven. <laughs> but... Uh, I just this is a great article. It's just a good interview with her. Yeah. Okay. But it also mentions her love of Peloton. So we had to mention that we have yet another celebrity sighting. Yes. Some I get more excited about than others. And this one is at the top of my list. Because you love that show. I do love that show. That was what did I, I get you? You got me. Um, well, <laughs> I can't remember what for what. Oh, for was it our anniversary? I think so. Yeah. I think it was our anniversary. Yeah. And I, I, I got you an a Shit's Creek poster yes. autographed by the entire cast. Yes. 
Ex- well, except Catherine O'Hara. Yes. But other than that, we got everybody on there. We got David and Patrick and Alexis and, and Johnny and Stevie and everybody. So <laughs> it was it, it was pretty cool. So yeah, I can't wait to. We need to find just the perfect place for that. Yes, it is all framed and ready. Checking out the competition. So we have another company that wants to be Peloton. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, we've talked about Techno Gym before. Have we? It doesn't we have. Even sound familiar. It's been a long time, like years at this point. That is an ugly bike. Techno Gym is the brand that went into Disney instead of Peloton. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. I love Disney, but come on. I know. That's what I said. Yeah. But I will say Techno Gym has been around for a very long time. Okay. And they're very popular. The reason that I I included this article was I thought it was interesting that they are taking their exercise bike to Australia at the exact same time Peloton is. Totally. I feel like it's an interesting time to watch Connected Fitness because everybody's battling it out. You know, Peloton has the strength battle happening on, happening on the one hand, and then they're moving to all these different countries. Countries and they're battling it out over there. So it's just interesting to see that. Nothing really exciting about this article other than that. Gotcha. And if you want to read the article, it will be in your newsletter this week. And you know, while we're talking competitors, I was saying how ugly that bike was. And then it's and then I get to this bike and I'm like, what is that? My apologies, Techno Gym. Your right. bike is beautiful right. because this thing is hideous. Yeah. And and okay, can I just say that their tagline or it, maybe it's not the tagline, it's the first line underneath, whatever the line underneath is, it, it says that the heels of Peloton scroll. Okay, I don't see it anymore. It was there earlier. Somewhere on the stupid article, it says on the heels of Peloton coming out with their bike, now comes this new bike. And I'm just like, no, no, it's not on the heels of the success of Peloton. Yeah. It's like six years later, guys, like six yeah. years. Is that really the heels? Because that feels like the entire body. Now, I will say this, and this bike is called what? The Play Pulse? Play Pulse exercise bike, yes. Yeah. So in their defense, this is a hideous bike, but in their defense, at least it doesn't look like a Peloton. I will agree with that. I got to give them that. Like, at least they're doing something different. It doesn't look like every other bike now looks like a Peloton. And it does different things. Yeah. So on that on that note, like, this is this is why I hate Echelon, right? Because they copy everything mm-hmm. that Peloton does. Well, you got to give credit where credit is due. And Play Pulse is not doing that at all. So they let you play games. You watch streaming apps like Netflix, Hulu, and Twitch. And it's a very gamified bike. This gotcha. is... This is for somebody who needs a lot of attention in front of them they to wanna, keep them engaged. Yeah, they don't want something to motivate them. They want something to distract them yes. while they exercise. Yes, that's what that's what this bike is for. Yeah. And I think there there is a market for that for sure. And Absolutely. I, I don't. I mean, it's not something that I would want because I think it looks uncomfortable. But as far as like, would I like if I was at a hotel and it was between like in the gym, it was between that bike and a regular spin bike. I would probably jump on that just to see what it's like. If just nothing else, to try something different. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good thing. I I think they have a chance with that. Uh, Depending on the price point. Depending on the price point. And uh, honestly, I would redesign it. (laughs) I don't know that I would. Like, because it stands out it's, among the it competition. It does stand out, even yeah. though I think it's ugly. Like it stands out, and it's got. It looks like it has a very small footprint. It just looks so uncomfortable. Like it does. people complain about how small the Peloton seat is, and that thing looks yeah. like it would get lost Up in your butt. nether regions <laughs> or that. I'll get lost in your nether regions. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Peloton artist collaboration. 
yet another artist collaboration from Peloton, this time featuring the White Stripes. Yep. The White Stripes are going to be coming up and we've got on the bike and we've got on the tread. And um, I think there's even strength and yoga for this one. So that's interesting. Yeah. Do they even have a class slow enough for yoga? I can't even picture that. But it's going to be Dennis Morton, Mela in Germany. And then Selena is going to be running. Andy Spear is going to be doing strength. And Kristen McGee is going to be doing yoga. Clip out. So the spring drop that we referenced last week happened. It did. In the interim. It did. And then there was an... It was an expensive drop. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you really bragged about how little you bought from the homecoming drop yeah, they i had, was, they I was had, trying to they had three items you probably could and i and i refrained from buying all of them tom you could have bought all of them for probably less than a hundred dollars no that's absolutely not true well the hat was 25 the towel was 24 it was the water bottle 50 dollars okay a little bit less than a hundred dollars <laughs> so, yes, but, but instead the spring drop <laughs> yeah. okay but the interesting thing about this drop Uh uh-huh is that well you know they had okay so the mother's day drop dropped in the uk in march because the mother's day is in the different there in the uk but they dropped the mother's day drop for the united states with spring too but the weird thing is is that it was under new items and it was like back on page six yeah and then like in the middle of my order it started getting all screwy and i quickly like was like order before it like messed up and then it was like they were gone they took all of the mother's day items down so i'm assuming they're planning on putting those back up i think that was a big whoopsie but when i understand everybody including myself they went ahead and shipped them out uh so and everybody already has their orders from the spring too so i think we're kind of over the whole pandemic crazy shipping times on the apparel gotcha um and uh so that was nice i already have it all but but yeah it wasn't cheap (laughs) it never is the Peloton community gives back. And uh, finally, a reminder that uh, Peloton for Parkinson's is just around the corner. April 24th. Uh, so let's see. The countdown is what? Nine days? Is that what that says? Oh, my gosh. As of so, this recording. Right. When they hear so, this, that will no longer be It will be seven days yeah. um, and 11 hours. So it starts on Saturday, April 24th. And I think it's like at 5 a.m. Central Oof. all the way till 7 p.m. And um, apparently, I don't even know why, but I guess I'm going to try to do all day on this thing. Ooh. I know we're going to see. I'm going to try. I I don't I don't I really don't know that I can do it. But uh, anyway, there's lots of people that can and um, there's lots of people that are. And if you haven't had a chance to sign up, please do go to runsignup.com. The link is over on our Facebook page. It's a long link. And it'll be in the newsletter. So sign up for that at theclipout.com. It'll get sent right to you. Yeah. And you can ride virtually. So and you can also there's an option to ride on Zoom so we can all ride together. So that'll be a lot of fun if you take that option. Very excited. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via the magic of Zoom Tube is Gail Fine. Hey, Gail, how's it going? Hello. How are you guys? Good, good. It's good to see you. Thank you good so much you. for taking the time to do this. We appreciate My pleasure. It. So for people that are listening but aren't watching, you, I see memorabilia behind you. What? Oh, it's my. It's my second prize possession it's it's a signed Derek Jeter jersey nice 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 Yankees all the way so I'm not a sports guy but I can appreciate having that thing that you really want so uh, first off um, 
like I, again knowing nothing about sports why why Jeter like if you're a longtime Yankees fan like what makes him like the your guy. favorite Yankee since he's relatively recent I assume well I mean it's not like I was alive when Babe Ruth was around so it's well, not I like wasn't I could... casting aspersions <laughs> <laughs> you're like listen here you son of a bitch we're three seconds into this thing you know, she already you, feels you attacked keep going right away yeah. you know, no, no rest for the weary here. I just think normally people like gravitate towards like the players that they grew up watching and he's more contemporary right or am I completely okay. misremembering you want the long story or the short story I don't care it's I mean, we, if we have time I, I grew up as a Phillies fan okay so uh, I'm originally from Delaware so the Philadelphia Phillies were my team growing up. Okay. And um, the Phillies really weren't that good. We had one World Series in 1980, and that was about it. And then um, when I moved to New York, I can't root for the Mets because they were the rivals of the Phillies. Right. So I gravitated towards the Yankees. And at that time, which was the mid-90s, it was all about – Derek Jeter. Okay. So for that time period, all the way until he retired, he was the captain. Okay. He was an all-star every year. He was the leader of the team. So in a way, it kind of is like someone you grew up with. When you developed your love for the Yankees, that's when he was Correct. there. Okay, okay, so that makes Correct. a lot of sense. Yeah. I my, The only thing I can really say about the Yankees, knowing nothing about sports, it's a line I, from a comedian I love named Doug Stanhope. And you won't like the joke, but I, it's such a great joke. I love it. He's like, rooting for the Yankees is like going to the casino and rooting for the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. Yeah, it's a great line. It's a great That's line. That's genius. So, so then I have to ask, what is your prized possession? My dog. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought there was going to be another like great piece of memorabilia or something. Well, I mean, you know, I, I have some gold records and that kind of thing. But in terms of, I'm not a big memorabilia person. Sure. So my other prized possessions, I have some autographed baseballs. I have a book that was written by a very famous journalist, baseball journalist named Hal Bodley that he wrote on the season, the Philadelphia Phillies season of 1980. And I actually have some signatures from the World Series team in the book. Oh, that's oh, cool. Very a, cool. So that's a really great another baseball prize possession. When I was a kid, I used to we had season tickets for the Phillies. And after the game, I used to hang out and try and get players autographs. So Back when you could do that. When you could do that. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. Can you not do that anymore? Oh, you can't get near them anymore. Yeah. Like they're no. one. There's too many wackos. But there's also just and it's like a cottage industry of selling their autographs mm. and like it's just well, it's not a cottage industry. It's just, it's a just straight an out industry. But yeah, I mean, it, it, back in the seventies and the eighties, late seventies, early eighties. I don't want to age myself too much. <laughs> you, you could literally wait by the door as the players exited, Aww. and and they would stop and they would sign and they wouldn't. It wouldn't be like think they weren't thinking that you were going to sell what they were doing. Right. And all, all the people with it. I call them in the area that I work and I call them blue pen guys. Uh, the blue pen guys, because when you sign something with a blue pen, you can replicate the signature. Uh, so the blue pen guys are people that you see literally at every hotel, at every concert backstage door. And it's the same guys. Yeah. No, ma no matter what the artist is, they're there. 
So yeah. you know they're not really fans per se; they're just collecting. Totally. Uh, I used to there was when I used to work at a, the club level. There was a guy I would see all the time, and I, oh, he drove me crazy. He would show up with he had like a ten year old kid, and he would show up with his kid and be like, <gasps> "Oh, it's for my kid." He just happens to have fifteen drum heads. Right. And, exactly. You know, I'm like, hmm, does he though? Does he though? Mm. Yeah. Does so. he? <laughs> not cool. Not cool. Not cool. They were only for everybody. You know, everyone can uh, try and make a buck. It's all right. So you worked in the music industry. So you I work. Work. You still work. work. In yeah. the, okay. I so still work. What do you What do you do in the music industry? I'm a, man, a, a day-to-day manager. I work for a company called Q Prime, which is a um, music management firm, and we manage artists. Okay. Uh, globally. And, and, and we have a. We have a one, two, four offices and about 20, 25 artists. And what? she's she's being modest. You Q Prime is a big deal. Thank you. <laughs> Look at that shitty <laughs> grin. People, like, if you haven't discovered our YouTube channel yet, you need to stop listening so you can go watch the shitty grin that comes on her face when I say that. Because they represent like the the big wigs. Big household name yeah. level artists, right? Yeah. We do. We, yes. we represent mo- mostly, I would say, um, Major rock artists, alternative artists. Uh, we have a Nashville office that represents some really large country artists as well. Um, and uh, Q Prime has been around 30 something years. So we, we have a really very nice track record. So Q, Q Prime's like Metallica, right? That would be correct. Okay. Are they Red Hot Chili Peppers? Uh, we, we had managed the Red Hot Chili Peppers for 20-something years. We we no longer work with them, but yes, for a long time we so, have. Yeah, wow. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's some big ones. Yeah. How does it, like, I'm just curious how this works, because do you tend to take them on, like, when they're smaller and build them up, or do you move in at a different period, like a band's scored a couple hits, and you're like, you've gotten to second base, let us help you get to third or, or home? <laughs> It's a little bit of everything. We have emerging artists. We have artists that we've, we just started working with Journey as an example. Okay. They, they've actually been around for quite a while. Yeah. Heard of them? They've, so, had, yeah. they've had quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, they've had quite a journey. <laughs> but, you know, we, we have some other artists that are, that are just sort of at the, at the, I don't want to say lower level because they're at a level. Right. And we work with them and we help develop them and, and watch them grow. Yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite type of artists that you like to work with? For me, no. Okay. Uh, you know, I've been um, working in the music industry. I started out in the publicity field. So I've been working in the music industry almost 30 years and have worked everyone from female singers to rock bands to alternative bands to solo singers. And to me, it's all about, do one, do I enjoy the music? And two, do I enjoy the person? And I have to say, every single person that I've worked with, I've loved working with. That's Whether awesome. I still work with them or I stopped working with them. That's great. When that's you, the most important thing. Yeah. When, when she first asked, like, what do you like working with? My first thought was like sober and humble. <laughs> <laughs> and smart. Yeah. I really like working with smart artists. I will say, I think, you know, with rock bands, like, and not even just rock bands, just artists in general. Like, I think people, a lot of times they think that they'd be surprised if they knew how smart some of these artists actually were. Beyond. Yeah. Beyond smart. Yeah. And... A lot of the artists really, they know what they want to be and they just need some help trying to figure out how to get there. Right. Yeah. They have an image in their mind of how they want to be perceived, how they want to be addressed, how they want to interact, and and they just need some help and guidance. 
totally. So how do you drift into something like that? Yeah. Like I, I can't. I like. I'm assuming you weren't like 12 years old, and you're like, I want to manage artists, and you know what I mean. Like I'm assuming it's I, there was a process. It was. It was again. Long story. Kind of trying to make it short. I uh, w- went to Boston University grad school and undergraduate, but um, I was getting my master's in mass communication, public relations, and I was doing an internship and then eventually get got hired at a public relations firm called Cone Communications. Okay. One of their clients was Reebok. Okay. And they were just about to start something called the Human Rights Now Tour, which was a global tour in conjunction with Amnesty International that was Sting, Peter Gabriel, Bruce Springsteen, Tracy Chapman, uh, and Yusu Endor. Wow. We represented the Reebok side. One of the people that I worked with was a woman by the name of Kathy Schenker, who was Sting's publicist Peter and Peter Gabriel's publicist. So I had some interaction with her and really enjoyed working with her. Then a few years later, we, Cone Communications, started working with an organization called Farming. Again, we worked with the nonprofit side on the corporate side. Kathy, again, also was the publicist for John Mellencamp. Wow. I had a chance to work with her yet again. And it was the Farm Aid in Indianapolis. And at the end of the show and our time there, she said, you know, if you ever want to think about coming to New York, let me know. I'd love to work with you and, you know, see what we could do together. Well, that time came about a year later and I called her and I said, okay, I think I'm ready to leave Boston and come to New York. And she said, okay, come down, let's talk. And moved to New York, took a cut in pay. And I was a senior account executive where I was before. And I started as an assistant. So learned not that publicity is all that different on the corporate side, but it's obviously you need to learn who the journalists are and sort of a little bit more about artists and how they operate and et cetera. It's so much about relationships. And so it's hard to just start that from the ground up of just like, I will have a relationship with you now. Like I I know just in St. Louis, just watching Tom interact with like the different people he has to interact with. And I know that's on a much smaller scale, but it's like, it's very different than the corporate world that I'm in because it's like, there's all these processes and in what he does it's like there are no processes it's it's all- very loose <laughs> yeah very loose. it's very loose yeah. <laughs> so i was with kathy and i i sort of worked my way up on, on that level and i was you know working with my own artists and one of those artists was bruce hornsby and another was the smashing pumpkins they were managed by q prime and then I had been with Kathy for eight years and got a call after doing some projects with Q Prime. And they said, well, have you ever thought about coming over to the management side? And I said, hmm, I mean, I like what I'm doing, but it would be really nice to have a little change of pace and yeah. learn something new. So, you know, sure. So I came over and they said, well, we don't know exactly what we want to have you do, but we really like working with you. So come on over. So <laughs> that's when I moved over to Q Prime and then. I'm about to come December. It'll be my 23rd year there. Wow. Wow. And the stability is not something you see a lot of in that industry. So to stay at one place for that long is that's saying something. It really is. Yeah. I I have to say I have the best bosses in the world. They are amazing. They're loyal. It's it's, we have very low turnover. And my sort of mantra in life is if I wake up on a daily basis and like dread going into the office or dread going into work, I'm done. It's time to leave. So I don't have that. 
That's which awesome. is a real pleasure. Yeah. And it's also great that like it's not the easiest industry for women. And so for you to be that successful, that have that degree of longevity and run across another woman who wasn't threatened, but was willing to help. Like, that's pretty Sorry. awesome. <laughs> that's okay. Sorry, that's my dog. That was the dog. Okay. That was not her response to me. <laughs> exactly. <for the> <laughs> yeah. Kathy, Kathy Schenker is an amazing woman. And she was such a great mentor for me and allowed me to grow and to learn and had no qualms about sharing her expertise and her knowledge and just letting me thrive. That's wonderful. So that's great. I, I give that's a, a lot of kudos to her. That's a rare quality in, in people in general. Like so yes. many people, they just they guard all that so much and it never ultimately benefits you. I don't think. No, I, I, I think I think as a as a person, the more that you can share with others and yeah. and let others flourish, the better for you. Totally. Like, yeah, because then then you've surrounded your people yourself. And yes, maybe those people will eventually move on. But like in the meantime, you've surrounded yourself with people who are next level good working for you until they get to the next level, which just exactly elevates your level. It's just I don't know. Never understood the rationale. But in the middle of all that excitement, you got a Peloton. Yeah. Tell us how you found Uh Peloton. (laughs) How how did that turn out? So I've had my Peloton. uh, It'll be three years this coming June, I started on the app. I was at a gym and I said, you know what? I'm just going to try this. I had seen some of the commercials. I didn't have any friends who had it. No one in my circle had sort of been talking about it. So I said, you know what? Let me, let me try it out. So I literally started just on the treadmill, using the gym at the treadmill, but using the app. Okay. And really liked it. I, I used a stationary bike. It was it was okay, but I had no clue if I was doing it right or not doing it right. I just did it. But I, I loved the classes. I loved the music, which is a really, really important part of the entire experience for me. Absolutely. And yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really the most important part of the experience for me. And then we actually started having conversations with Peloton about one of our artists and doing a ride. And I said, you know what? If I'm going to really experience this, it's time, it's time to get a Peloton. So I did. And, you know, I started the journey and fell in love. I don't do the tread anymore because I don't have a tread. I don't belong to a gym. I actually stopped my gym membership about three months into my first year with the, with the Peloton. And now I have the bike plus and I love every, every single aspect about it. That's so cool. That that's awesome. So well, I'm just curious when all the music lawsuits and, and all that kerfluffle was going on. What was your take on all that as that was playing out, being on kind of the other end of it, or both end of, ends of it in a way? Yeah, I mean, I knew that they would end up with a settlement because it's the opportunity is too good for both sides. Right. I mean, when you have an opportunity on the music side for artists and publishers, and then you have an opportunity for Peloton who's trying to grow their business as well. There's a settlement to be had. Yeah. It, it makes no sense to to sort of keep everything going. Yeah, that's very true. With, with new platforms, that kind of stuff is always going to happen. It's just growing. So eventually pains. there's a settlement. Yeah. It's growing pains. Exactly. And it's what we were saying the whole time. I'm just like, they just nobody just knows how to bill it because it's so new. And so 
Nobody's in agreement, so they're going to go in a ring and punch each other in the face, and then everybody will, and the lawyers will make much money, and then they'll now they'll know what the rate is, and we're done. Tom, you've nailed it. <laughs> I wish someone would have agreed with me that easily two years ago when I was saying all that. Yeah. Like everybody was, no, they're stealing. Like, but you know, I think like you said, the issue was no one knew what Peloton was and what the platform was. Right. So it was okay. Do we position this like a streaming service? Do we? Re- position is like a st- you know a stadium kind of license you know that was i think a lot of the problems yeah no one I, knew in what format it fit in totally and i think a lot of the artists didn't really fully gather or fully uh, realize yet just that it like it benefits artists in a way that radio used to like mm. you know radio had special rates because if you got on the radio you'd sell more records and as the importance of radio has declined, I think things like Peloton, I mean, I bet you Peloton has sold, if not sold records, because nobody buys them really in the same way anymore, but it's increased streams or, you know, as, I mean, it's you've never heard of Lizzo, never until, heard of Lizzo. until Peloton. Yeah, and, and I absolutely well, adore Lizzo. <laughs> yeah, I think when it first started, and artists are very smart, but I think sometimes they're not as up on a lot of things, I, I would imagine that a lot of artists had no idea what Peloton was. So sure. it probably didn't even make it up to the artist level. Sure. It made it up to a lower level. But I think, Tom, you've nailed it in that not only is it a discovery tool, but the little hearts that you can hit on yeah. that go right into your library, that increases streams for sure. Totally. Yeah. So I'm curious if you have any thoughts about like... All of, you know, Peloton's competition at this point, a lot of them, I feel, my personal opinion, is that they can't really match Peloton with the kind of content that Peloton does. And I think that there's very few exceptions to that, like maybe Apple Fitness Plus, they have their own music that they can pull from that adds to the content. But do you see that like some of these competitors are trying to do the same types of things that Peloton has done with the music industry? Or are they going a completely different way? What are you thinking? I mean, I I know that some of them have tried to get licenses, but not knowing the, the intricacies of that particular license i don't i don't know that they can compete not only on a monetary level but in a mass level mm. yeah that makes sense i mean apple fitness is a different story sure. um but even even their numbers i don't think right now are competitive to what pelotons are i think peloton as it grows on a more global level which you guys have talked about before with some of these possible you know copyrights and Australia and other parts of Europe, their scale up on that level from a music perspective and reach will be huge. Mm. And I would think also it would it would benefit a lot of art like, you know, in a lot of ways, the music industry is still very segmented by country. There's so many artists that are a big deal in Australia that don't mean dick here or vice versa and it's a lot easier for american artists to go to other countries but for other artists to make it here it's just night and day and where this is a sort of platform if they can start threading that through the system you know you might see a lot of those kind of geographic barriers break down for artists in a way that they were never able to with with radio wouldn't that be fascinating yeah like really that would be really cool to see that take off like that i think that's an absolute possibility as as they grow. Like you said, Tom, there are artists 
even in Canada. Yeah. Who are huge in Canada. Yeah. Huge. Really? Who know, in America, oh, yeah. you've never heard of before. But those same Canadian artists are huge in Germany. So let's, you know, sort of connect the dots and give them all a voice or an opportunity globally. What was the Canadian band whose lead singer like just died? Was it widespread panic? Is He just passed away? No. Um, I have to look it up. I know. I'm totally blanking on it. And, yeah. But I like... Know, um, and in Canada, it was the biggest deal in uh, the world. It begins with a T. What? What the hell? Was tragically that? hip. Yes, thank yeah. you. And uh, and the tragically. Oh my hip. God, I want to be on a music trivia team with the both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do that. In, in Canada, like this guy knew he was dying, and they did a farewell concert, and it was like, I mean, it was Huge. just the. It, I mean, it was like, and it, I haven't heard anything and about no, this. And, but in America, if tragically hip came to town, they'd play like a fifteen hundred seat room, and and yeah. in Canada. Now Canada has laws in place for radio and television that kind of content laws. Yeah, that forces them for a certain percentage of their content has to be Canadian. Oh, and it was like it used to be called what like Maple, and it was like music artist producer label something like each letter stood for a different and like and like three of the five had to be Canadian in content. So you would hit these weird things where like all of a sudden Brian Adams would sign to an American label and he wouldn't be a Canadian artist anymore. He didn't count. I'm using that. Is an example I don't know if that's exactly true But it happened with other like major Canadian artists where all of a sudden We have a, we ha- we have a Canadian artist Three Days Grace Yeah. Oh. So if they're Canadian so that counts for X amount it's of points one, Yeah one check Yeah if they record their album in Canada It counts Yeah. If they write the songs it counts as something else If their producer is Canadian it counts for something else so if one of the songs I think this if one of the songs is about back bacon, it, it I knew that was going to be a joke. I could tell. I could tell if they write the songs while wearing a toque. I think that counts. Any references to hockey automatically count unless automatic it's, unless it's air hockey. So there's just a lot of air. Do you do you have a lot like at your company? Are there a lot of artists that come from other countries or is that kind of um, is that a small percentage? Most of our artists are U.S. Americans, but we have Canadian. We have a couple U.K. We have a couple Irish. So, okay, very cool. Europe. Irish. They're the worst. He's saying that. Oh, don't say Irish. that. Yeah, he's saying that because he's Irish. <laughs> I have a, a punctuation mark in my name. I guess exactly. So. <laughs> but seriously, though, Irish music is awful. Oh, like we're like we. Like, she can't say I that. I mean, maybe not like the modern day stuff, but if you go back to like the oh, that's brutal. Like the cl- traditional Irish music. Punch me in the face, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that. She's like, no comment. I know. I know. I no, feel like no, Tom, no river dance for you. No river dance. No. No. And I love musicals and stuff. I'll go see that stuff all day long. But like river dance. Well, maybe it has tones you just don't like. I, I have a thing with tones. Yeah. So I'm curious, like now that you've had your bike for going on three years, do you find that more people in your circle have Pelotons now? Oh, my now? God. It's scary. <laughs> It, it is scary how many people now that I'm friends with within my circle, both in work and outside of work, but mostly in work, especially since the pandemic. Sure. Especially since the pandemic are now not only on it, but post about it constantly, talk about it constantly. <laughs> I'm like, 
where did this come from all of a sudden? <laughs> it's really it's really bizarre. You know, in a lot of ways, it's like watching an artist mature and then blow up. It right? is like, like that. I mean, because it's like when we started, it was we like we were watching at the club they, level. They, were, well, they weren't even a <laughs> yeah. big club. It was like a 300 seater and and like and just watch it keep climbing. And, the, and then now all they're this, at a freaking stadium. Yeah, man. they went from arenas to stadiums. It's but it's very it's been a very similar very trajectory. Yeah. yeah, it's like reached a critical mass, like tipping point. For the public where all of a sudden you didn't have to explain like, you know, it, you know, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when I had to explain to people who you two was and then at one and then one day you didn't have to do that anymore. And that's that's kind of how Peloton's been. It's a great analogy. It's a it's a great analogy. Well, thank you. And <laughs> a lot of times with with an artist, you can sort of pinpoint to the one thing that got them over the hump yeah was it the, this one song or this one tour or this one tv appearance right and with peloton i don't know that you can point to that you can't like it's like it's it's really hard to find that moment in time where i think the pandemic definitely fast forwarded it but they yes. already had so much momentum right. going into it that that yeah it just yeah, it wasn't like they were a struggling company prior mm-hmm. to the pandemic. They were already on fire, but the pandemic pulled but I poured think, gasoline on that fire. I think when people look back in history, they're going to point to the pandemic. That's going to be the moment that, that that the industry says that they went crazy. I, I agree. I think people will rewrite history and, and make it sound like they were not that big of a deal until the pandemic. And that that is not accurate. But I think that will be the easy way to tell the story. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm trying to think in my head which commercial it was. It might have been not um, the Bishop Briggs commercial. Champion was the song that they used on oh, that. Oh, oh, um, it was a real upbeat <laughs> commercial, and it like had yes. it had the Champion song playing in the background. It like really gets your attention. And I remember that was the very first commercial I saw <laughs> on TV on our local TV, and yeah. we were so excited. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that that is a commercial. That even though that I knew about Peloton, I saw that commercial constantly on sort of all of my favorite kind of be it sports shows, be it Bravo shows. Yes, I'm a closet Bravo fan. Nothing be wrong it, with that. You know, the Food Network, be it news stations that it was literally every single day. And it it's sort of that upbeat. I was like, God, this is this. I, I got to try this. Like it finally <laughs> sort of beat me down. <laughs> Where it's like, okay, I'm going to try the app. I'm just going to dip my toes in it and see see what happens here. <laughs> and it worked. And it worked. Now, and that you- was, I think, maybe several months. Again, if I could look at a timeline, I would know. Maybe six months after that is when they went public. Maybe a little bit longer. Then maybe six months to a year after that was the pandemic. And, you know... It's like it's like snowball like there was a baby snowball and then that had another snowball and then next thing you know it's like in Bugs Bunny where the big avalanche is coming down. (laughs) The pandemic was their Joshua tree to continue the analogy. (laughs) You you must have done so well in school. Only if they asked me about rock music and television. Yeah, that's if you want to know the history of television, I can totally do that. He can. He can. Uh, That's awesome. Do you use any of the other content for Peloton or do you stick like just oh, to the bike? No, hell. I use the bike. I use strength. I use yoga. I use meditation, stretching. I belong to two different group Facebook groups that we do challenges every month. 
So it's sort of like scheduled out. One is called Pillow Army. Mm -hmm. And it's an arms challenge every month where we do the same class for a month or sometimes it's two classes. Oh, I thought you were like selling AK-47. I thought you were selling AK-47s out of the back of a truck. I was worried for a second. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This month we're doing five Emma Lovewell five minute classes, one every day. And then on Saturday we do all five. Nice. Yeah, which is great. So the, and then there's another um, one that I recently joined within the past three months, um, the Breakthrough Crew, which came off of Peloton, and they sort of set up every day for a month for a month different challenges. So that is that group especially has allowed me to explore sort of platforms, meditation and yoga, which I really hadn't done that much other than the sleep meditation because I find the sleep meditation amazing. Put you right to sleep. <laughs> Oh, it's the best it is. for someone who is up very late at night and like just twiddling and working and whatever. Having that has been a life changer. But the strength is amazing. I, I love the strength. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I love that you're getting such a well-rounded, uh, you know, use out of all the different things that Peloton has to offer. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try. Listen, I I try and experiment. There there are, there are some things that I've experimented with that I will never go back to again. But that's okay. That's how you learn. <laughs> yeah. You know, dance cardio. Not your thing. Not me. I I'm I really just, just not happening. You know, I I thought I thought dance cardio was fun, but I felt dumb doing it. Like what I mean by that is I have absolutely zero ability to coordinate my moves to a beat it, it cannot happen it's awful and uh oh, Crystal, and, no no you're coordinating to your own beat <laughs> i want it to look you like know, they do on the to screen a beat. it's just your own beat. <laughs> well i'm very offbeat from everybody else let's just say that i couldn't so. do it my timing only works with comedy i can't <laughs> and some people say not even that so I can only listen there's there's a reason why some of us left or didn't do gym classes and that was it yeah. <laughs> because you would be in that the back of that you know, that class and you weren't in the front row you were like in the back hiding and you were like like I'm stepping here and I'm and they're like doing the steps and I can't memorize the step I'm like what what am I doing here yeah yeah I've right. never understood and, when kids when people would complain about getting packed, picked last in gym class I was like please Pick me last like I'm awful Put no stock in my abilities whatsoever <laughs> Like I don't like if somebody Picked me third I'd be like oh Jesus Christ Like I get we're friends but dude you do not Want me, me to be a part of this Like I, like when I got picked Last I was like right on Right on thank you pressure Is off Loved it So have artists started requesting Ways to take their pelotons on the road Yet do you know about that uh, if that's been a thing um none of mine have but i know that there are and i actually one of our artists tour manager guy sykes i will call him out um <laughs> actually built a road case for his peloton is that the guy and that was takes- I, i'm trying to remember who's he can you say who he works with i feel like i've worked with him that name sounds who is it bullby no <laughs> Did I have done it? No, I've done not done a Volbeat show. I feel like I've run across that name before, just at work. But I'm sure he. I'm sure he, he's worked with other artists. Yeah, 
So I'm sure that he's uh, been there's a guy that's been in the Peloton world for a couple of years. I don't remember exactly when he came in, but it wasn't too long after we started the podcast because I was going to interview him because he had made this custom case for his Peloton and then he started taking it. Yeah. And then he did. I don't think it was him, though. I don't think it was the same guy. Neil Diamond at the time. At the time. He's worked with other artists since then. But so I'm not I I don't don't know. That name doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, he has a he has a case that he he's, travels around the world with. He needs a patent that because I does. bet so many artists would want that. He does. I'm sh- well. I'm sure you would be well once artists actually start traveling again. Once yeah. we all start traveling right. again, I'm sure. Listen, I have artists who have regular bikes that they would take around or treadmills that they would request on their rider. Mm-hmm. Tom, you can explain all about riders. <laughs> They're fun. Um. So it's easy to put just a, put it in a case, put it on the truck and take it around. Totally. I know Jeff Dunham has like a whole thing for his elliptical and it folds out and then it's like it never leaves the case. It like it's like some sort of transformer thing and it all <laughs> folds and then, then then he and then he's they pack it back up and he goes. I think that's but, great. But but here's the other great thing that, that I have found. And I was using Peloton when we were on the road is that you don't have to have a Peloton to actually use the Peloton stuff. Yeah, that's true. You can use it anywhere. So when I was, you know, traveling on tour, I would go to the hotel gym and just, you know, have my app with me and be able to use the strength classes, be able to use the treadmill classes, just get on a whatever bike they had at the hotel gym or whatever gym they let you use and do it that way. And I think that's the great thing about what Peloton offers is, yes, having the bike is an amazing thing, but you don't have to. You can have all of the great things about Peloton anywhere you are in the world without necessarily having to have that. That's a great artwork. point. Like the bike's ideal, but in a pinch, you can you can just go use whatever bike is in your hotel gym and muddle through. Yeah, that's a very good point. Although I will say I couldn't do that as well back in the day because I had my Android phone and there were so many things that did not. They weren't on the Android app, so I couldn't do things. You couldn't preload classes. You couldn't go find collections and things like that. But it's it's better now. So I will also say traveling in Europe, and I think this is such a great thing and such a big deal. The partnership that Peloton just signed with Precore. Yes. Is, it will be huge because I can't tell you in Europe, especially how many hotel gyms use pre-core equipment. Wow. Good. And that's an interesting tidbit that yes. we would not know. Yeah. Mm. So um, do you mind sharing your leaderboard name with people or do you want people to leave you alone? <laughs> oh, I don't care. It's Gail G-A-Y-L-E 3R. 3R. Okay. Why 3R? Because that was <laughs> that was my apartment, num- my first apartment in New York City. Oh, I Aww, love that. That's great. Oh, my God. What a great story. Oh, I love it, that. It's not really like it's not like I spin for pizza, you know, <laughs> and some of the other very I love the, some of the leaderboard names. I'm not that creative. So I just like, OK, that's easy. But, that's but, a yours, great is super, yeah. but yours is super meaningful. And like, I love that. It's it's got a heart. Awesome. Oh, thank yeah. you. I wouldn't and being from the Midwest. I wouldn't think a New York apartment would have. I would think everything would be like really long numbers. I wouldn't think they'd just be like three R. It'd be like I live in apartment twelve sixty seven A. No, I lived on the third floor and it was apartment R. Oh, nice. I love that. I think that's great. So, uh, do you have any advice for people just entering the world of Peloton? Explore everything. 
I think that's the most important thing. I, I think for me, when I first got on it, there were sort of three things I did and one thing I didn't do. The three things that I did was I actually went on Reddit and sort of just scanned that. I went and watched a couple rides before actually getting on the bike just so I could get a feel for how the class operated. I mean, I had done spinning before and I didn't like it. And, and the reason why I didn't like it, I had, I had done at gyms and it was one, all usually all the same kind of music. And two, at one of the places that I went to, they had a big leaderboard at oh. the, in the, in the front mm-hmm. yeah. and it said your bike number and you would move up and down the leaderboard. And I want to be able to do what I want to do. Sure. I'm not a big leaderboard for competitiveness. Yeah. And I like always cringed that I was always at the bottom. I was like, I want to be able to enjoy this and try and, and improve on myself and not feel like I'm a loser by being like at the bottom. Totally. Yeah. And I really did find this really helpful. And I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you guys. But after when I first discovered you, I went back and listened from the very first episode all the way up to sort of where I was. Wow. And I learned so much just about, you know, interesting tidbits and about different instructors and how the Peloton community operates. And I just, I thank you because it was, it was very helpful. Thank you. Um, The other thing I would say is if you try, and even as of this week, I still find this, I did, and I don't want to say the instructor on this one, I sort of have been adding Hit or Tabata into my sort of one of my days And on the ride, one of the rides that I did this week, the instructor said, you should be throwing up right now. Mm. I was like, no, that's that's not I don't really want to do this. (laughs) And just because that happens doesn't mean you shouldn't try that instructor in a different realm or a different type of ride, because for every time that they do that, another time you'll get a golden Buddha story. Yep, totally. And, you know, these instructors have to talk a lot. Mm -hmm. And and so it's like and if there's anyone who who will be the first to say, don't write somebody off just because of one offhanded remark that might have upset you, um, (laughs) because I'd be the first person that gets written off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so like like is that the optimal thing to say? No. In the moment, he or she was probably just trying to be goofy and but it didn't come out right been there yeah yeah absolutely and listen every person is different and motivationally some people may really respond well to that type of interaction and i I wasn't saying it in a negative way i'm just saying for me sure that kind of motivation doesn't work you know instructors use different methods for different rides and sometimes it works for me and sometimes it doesn't but i don't allow that to say, I'm never going to try, you know, a ride by that instructor. I personally, for me, it's all about, like I said earlier, it's all about the music. So I will, I usually only do, I will. Now I only do one live ride a week during at homes that the times were different. They've changed the times now, so it doesn't really work. But Sundays are my Jen Sherman rides, 930. That's it. I know I'm going to get a kick-ass playlist. And I'm going to get, you know, motivational talk, but it's going to, for me, I want to be able to listen and just go. And that's how I choose my rides. It's literally is at the end of every day, I'll sort of look at the new rides that came up 
and I'll look at the playlist and I'm like, okay, that'll be interesting. Bookmark. That'll be interesting. Bookmark. And a lot of times it takes me out of certain instructors, but those instructors will also do different rides that you wouldn't expect at a different time. So I've been able to, with, with the exception of the German instructors, I actually need to be able to understand what they're saying, sure. even though you that's, can do that's fair. the um, subtitles. Subtitles. I, I've tried every instructor, and there's there's not a bad one of the bunch. Awesome. Well, it's great advice. Totally. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of what I'm sure is a busy day to join us. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, we do. I, I hope I. So, as you know, a mutual friend suggested that this would be a good idea, and I'm like, I don't know, really know if I have a lot to offer, but sure, why not? No, well, it was a great idea. And we love hearing people that like not just their Peloton stories, but also like their life stories and people with different kind of jobs and and just how they, you know, I mean, and whether, how, how you incorporate everything yeah. into your life differently, because we all do. And it's, it's all highlighting different people from the community. So I, I loved hearing your story and, and you hush because it's awesome. And people are going <laughs> to love well, it. it was a pleasure talking with you guys. And, and you guys do an amazing Amazing podcast and amazing service to our community. So thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. And real quick, I forgot to ask, where can people find you if you would like to be found? Um, I'm on Facebook. Gail, fine. That's that's not too hard. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, uh, GCF123. I'm on, uh, you don't want to find me on Clubhouse. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter. GCF one two three, you know the, the usual places. Awesome. I'm not too hard to find. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You have a great weekend. Hopefully, we'll see have you on a great Sunday. Weekend. <laughs> I'll see you on Sunday. Okay, seven hundredth ride. Woo! Oh, congrats! Clubhouse. Congrats. That's a good one. We'll have lots of time together on Sunday then. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Gail. Thank you. It was good talking to you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we're going to be talking to Doug Cohn. So we're going to be talking music again, but a totally different kind of subset of that conversation. Awesome. Um, And uh, I am really looking forward to that conversation. That sounds great. Well, until then, where can people find you? People can find me uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike, and of course the tread at Clip Crystal. You can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. You can watch the episodes at youtube.com slash the clip out and wherever you're getting your podcast from be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode and of course sign up for our newsletter at the so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep pedaling and running 